All right. Five, four, three, two, one. And we're back with another TMCJ podcast. We are actually on episode eight, eight. now. Yeah. It's crazy. We've actually been doing that. We've been doing weekly ones. This is week eight. Yeah. So I guess, how many months is that now? That's like almost Dem- three months we've been doing it. About two. Most months are like four ish weeks. Especially the yeah, summer I'm ones. Dumb. That's two, yes. I mean, <laughs> for some reason, though, it was like 21 days in a month. Smooth. 21 days in a month. That's uh... a. Yep. <laughs> and I haven't even started drinking yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's as good a way to open things up as any. Um... <laughs> I That's something actually, speaking of noises that we might hear in the background, because that definitely came through. Um, I can't it, help it. It is finally a beautiful fall day here in uh, yeah. New England. Um, it's... I, mean, I saw a picture from you the other day, and it had like a flooded canal. So I was... well, that, that's the canal. <laughs> yeah, but like I... it was looking super just miserable out there. Well, that's that's just because the canal looks horrible. I mean, I live in the middle of a city with. Like it's an old mill. It was a video, and it was tipping it down, right? Oh, that's right. You're talking about, um, yeah. So that was the result of the hurricane that was hitting the uh, the. the... Oh, well, there you go then. Well, okay, but (laughs) all right. (laughs) I feel like we just had an argument and never fully explained any of the things we were saying to each other. So that's just going to sound like gibberish. No, we let me, do not get hurricanes over here. So if someone has a hurricane, that's like well, the worst thing that could possibly happen. Let me give context to that though, because I so I live on the east coast of the U.S., um, but on the northeast coast. So when a hurricane hits like uh, Florida or one of the southern states around the Gulf, the worst we get is torrential rain, and that's what was happening. And that's the right. video he's referencing. I sent a video of. Uh, torrential rain in the canal outside the reason i brought up the the beautiful weather however though was because i've got my window wide open so it's entirely possible that some noise is going to be coming through that window during the podcast yeah. uh, that's fair. my my um my window is shut my curtains are drawn and i'm fully wearing black <laughs> so you're just it's a beautiful day out there but i am not uh yeah, so yesterday i went to the beach yeah i think that's enough sun for like the month uh, <laughs> you need really nice. Don't get me wrong. There was lots of belgos on the beach. It was wonderful. Trying to protect yourself Ooh. from vitamin D poisoning or something. Yeah, isn't it vitamin C? No, it's no, it's, it's sunny D, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Vitamin vitamin D is the vitamin that's generated. Your body needs sunlight to create it. Also, uh, vitamin. No, it's vitamin. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. <laughs> Are we gonna open up with an argument about U.S. No, versus we're UK again? Back. We do it every week. <laughs> it's tradition at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I do have to say, I really do love the the thumbnail that you made for last week's with mm. the. Uh... Well, sorry, finish the thought. No, no, I was just with the the front and center, the British versus U.S. flag. Yeah, well, not versus. <laughs> Maybe that... I should have done that. Maybe I should have had like a. Oh, Beyblade stuck in my head now. Like a, a, a versus, one versus the other. Oh my god. Like fighting stances. But no, um, something I noticed while making them. Yeah. Is that I, it's not a mistake that I made, but I, the, the week before, hmm. I put in Donkey in the thumbnail. Yeah. That's the second Shrek 
character that I've put in a thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> and there's only been eight episodes. Oh, already I mean, starting to repeat myself. Clearly, you know, we have a taste for the classics. Shrek being a big one. <laughs> yeah. And the other, the other repeat I did was I've done two flags, I think, in a row now. That was the Japanese flag. Oh yeah, you're them. right. So and this this is me. Three. This is me in the background, um, scrolling back up through our chat, looking at <laughs> thumbnails that you've sent. Yeah, it was the one with the uh, bad apple and. Uh, the oh blue yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was that was one of the first uh, the first ones, either podcast four or podcast five. Because um, well, the only special thumbnail we used for the. Um, for the uh, the just the test cases was, oh, what was it? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yeah. I think all the all the full episodes have had thumbnails. I think. Hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah. Ever since, yeah, well, that's that's what we decided after we, uh, you, you made the one for Beetlejuice. It's like that's a great idea. Let's let's keep this mm. going for all the full episodes. Yeah. yeah. But bit of a bit of fun. Yeah. All right, so we, we we just launched off into a tangent without even bothering to, like, yes. literally, that, that's that's essentially just like a rehash of last week because we opened up with UK versus the US and well, normally we're more scheduled at the beginning of these things. We have topics and things, and then it then it descends into madness. I actually do have a topic. I just oh yeah, but I was just having fun with that conversation, so I didn't want to transition. Well. Time to go trans. Oh god, not again. Alright, first topic. Yeah, can we, can we save for the potent, save the potentially controversial comments until segment three? What, transitioning? <laughs> <laughs> oh yay, god. Alright, topics. The very first, uh, the only thing that I had written down, and I thought we kind of touched on this lightly during the last podcast or sloppily okay. I should say we, we we kind of played around with this idea in the media segment but we didn't go in depth with it and I wanted to kind of explore it a little bit more in this and that's like storytelling tropes um, you know just in general right. thing things that are kind of common tropes in you know movies books you know whatever that we like don't like what what annoys you when you see them in a movie or a show, what kind of okay. is like, oh, I love that, that's my favorite kind of story. Um, well, the problem is, like, I more easily remember things that annoy me. Well, I mean, why <laughs> I don't not? Know if that makes me a terrible person, but... I, I, I'm the exact same way. I, like, if something yeah. pisses me off, it sticks in my head. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'm assuming we're saving Lucifer for part two, right? Yeah, I don't believe me okay. this is this is almost like priming the pump for like because i'm gonna dive into that in segment two yeah, because you're so i ready i i, I binge watched the entire series in two weeks mm. um yeah. yeah that's that's light compared to i watched the whole of tokyo ghoul in one day well how many episodes so lucifer was First season was 13 episodes, second season was 20... No, was 18, third season was 26. Then Netflix took it over for season 4 and 5, and it was 10 and 8 episodes, respectively. Right. But it's still... And they're all 40-minute episodes. Yeah. Okay, here's a real achievement. I completed Factorio in a weekend. 
Oh my, that is without drones. It goes. Uh, it goes back to the 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 classic uh, review comment. I used to have a family. Now I have a factory. Yeah, <clears throat> I have a few factories. I've got Satisfactory, Factorio. God, oh. Jesse's actually uh, making a factory, like a Factorio Minecraft server. In Minecraft, yeah, yeah. I heard about this. He's very into that kind of game. Yeah, he just put up a like that. It's most of the, most of our, my friends from college are. We, we we're all engineers, so it kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm I, I literally put down the topic, and we immediately proceeded to go off topic <laughs> without even starting on it. Well, I um I finished Helsing. Yeah, I, th I don't think we brought it last time. I don't think. Uh, and a trope that kind of annoyed me was the slow, dramatic death. And I know oh, you need yeah. to have them, the big, important moments, but in a series like Helsing, where um, there's a lot of written viscerality? Is that a word? If Viscer not, I want that to be a word. I think you may have just invented it, but I know what you mean. Yes. Um, very visceral. Um, and, yeah, the, the very last episode, the big climax of the Nazis and the KKK... This is going to get super demonetized. KKK <laughs> like and the Catholic Church and the Spanish Inquisition. And, oh, wait, I already said the KKK. Well, they're kind of like... Anyway. Uh, just watch it in your own sense. And then, yeah, the, like, the big bad Nazi boss just gets a pistol shot through the head. And he's not even... Big spoiler. He's not even a human. So, it doesn't even, like, it's not a gush of blood. He's, he's, he's a robot, so it's just like, dunk, and he's dead. <laughs> I, yeah, that... two two things about that. Like, um, one, I, I know what you mean, I hate endings like that. Like, mm -hmm. that's, Fable 2 um, ends like that. Also, spoiler alert. Uh, Fable 2, they build up this big, bad guy the whole time and he's like manipulating things behind the scenes and at the end of the game at the end of the the plot line you're just put in a room with him and you can either let him go or shoot him in the face and if you shoot him in the face it's one shot to the head and then oh game over you win mm. that's it <laughs> some some games have done that well though like i'm sure you've played modern warfare i think it was uh you're talking about modern warfare one or modern warfare two uh, Modern Warfare 2. I've played it, yeah. Where at the last fight, you throw, like, you're, you're on the ground, there's Colonel Shepard above you, and you, like, nail him in the head with a throwing knife. I mean, that's basically the same thing, but it is so many levels cooler. You said Colonel Shepard, and I just thought of Mass Effect. Oh, wait, did I get the wrong name? No, 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 I, he, his name might be Colonel Shepard, that's a pretty common name, but, um... Okay. It, Commander yeah, Shepard is the guy from Mass Effect, but anyway, um, they, yeah. Um, Shepard is like whenever they, they're like, we need a religious evil guy kind of thing. They're like Shepard, perfect. It's like Jesus did, but not like I don't know. You know, it's 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 got like symbolism. It doesn't to it. necessarily have to be an in... evil guy. Like in Mass Effect, Shepard was he was the hero of the game, or in you I mean, know my version of Mass Effect, evil as the main character of the game, can't you? You could, yeah. You could be a complete fucking douchebag, yeah. um, 
And then your face gets all messed up when you're evil. Yeah, that's that's Mass Effect 2 and 3. Okay. Um, your yeah. face doesn't get yeah. messed up in the first game. You just can be an asshole and look like a movie star. Or like also, some yeah, kind of... Sure. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, Shepard's the last name, right? Yeah, and they did that on purpose so that people could call you Commander Shepard or just Shepard in the game, but you could still name your character. Also so that they can have the, the gender switch. Yeah, that too. That too. Which, by the way, anyone who's played Mass Effect, I know like most people end up playing the, the male Shepard. I've played both ways through because I've played those games a lot. Um, hmm. The voice actor for the female Shepard fucking kills it. She is, in my opinion, leagues really? above the male voice actor. Yeah. Oh, wow. If I thought if... you'd say that like, the male one is kind of the, the one that from... Well, that everyone assumes is the real one, kind of thing. Yeah, well, that's 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 what I think is a real injustice with that game, like that that shepherd, like the the female shepherd, the voice actor, fucking kills it. Like, nice. like she she has just like the intensity down pat. Like in the critical moments where you're making either the good or the bad decision, or you're shouting somebody down or talking them down. Like she nails it and the male shepherd in some of those situations in my opinion sounded kind of forced right um he's, he's he has his good points don't get me wrong he was a great voice actor and i think he did a really good job but compared to the female shepherd's voice actor in my mind there's no contest she did it okay. so much better Let me, uh, i might be crucified for saying that but that's you know. why would you i mean <laughs> there, there are people out there that swear by male shepherd Male chef. <laughs> that's what, the, like, people... I think of, like, that's what you call, like, a dog. Yeah, male, male chef and femme chef. Those are the, uh... Oh. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I always I always went, uh... I, it, with the exception of, like... I always went femme chef, but I did do a playthrough of it as the male shepherd to do, like, a comparison. Because I was like... Mm. I started playing with the female shepherd, and maybe I'm just biased, so I tried playing as a male shepherd, and I was just like... Nah, it's just... It's not the same. Um, speaking of, uh, of voice acting in mm -hmm. Mass Effect, mm -hmm. a very key thing, which I can't believe I recognize this, but in the... I think it's Mass Effect 3, mm -hmm. the uh, the main villain, he starts talking, and I was like, I know that voice. I know that voice from a American TV series not many people would have watched it, but I don't know. It's it's one of those less known ones called The West Wing. Are you talking about Martin Sheen? Yes. Yeah. They they literally used his face. They mo-capped him for the role. He's in Mass Effect yeah. two and three. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, it's him because he. I've only seen a bit of West Wing. It's mostly like something my parents watched because I wasn't really old enough at the time. Yeah. And it's kind of very political. Obviously. Yeah. yeah it <laughs> came out. I was out. like, damn. The president's the evil guy in this. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, so good. He's so, such a good actor. I, I, I want to get back to the, the, the topic, but before we, we do, I do need to say, I think that's one of the reasons that Mass Effect Andromeda failed, um, the, the fourth game in the Mass Effect series, because Mass Effect 2 and, like, Mass Effect 1, 1, 2, and 3, they had some serious star power there. 
Like they had yeah. like what is it Seth Green as Joker, the, you know the pilot. They had Keith David as you know Admiral Anderson. They had in the later games they had Martin Sheen playing um, the elusive man. They had like some serious big name actors and voice actors playing the roles in the game. And I think it was a lot more than just the voice acting. That oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I believe me, <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda was a hot mess. There was tons of stuff wrong with that game. But I think that was just one of the nails in the coffin. Like, there was that one. There was the fact that it was buggy as fuck when it came out because they switched engines. There was the fact that Ryder, the main character, was just, like, I don't know, a fucking wet towel compared to Shepard. Yeah. There was the fact that most of the companions were completely unlikable. Um, with the exception of the old Krogan dude. That guy was hilarious. <laughs> he was, like, the one beacon of light in that entire game. Krogan's like the lizard dudes, right? Yeah, yeah, they're the big guys. They're they they were my favorite characters all throughout the Mass Effect series. <laughs> could you identify with them? I could. What being a big lizard person? <laughs> yeah, being a scaly. No. Oh god. Hmm. Save it for episode three. <laughs> uh, where we talk about our horrible medical conditions. Um. Anyway, yes. Well, so back to the topic. What was the um? So what was the big trope that you had in mind? So first of all, I did want to talk about the whole like climactic death thing a little, or like the long drawn out death. That was kind of how you let mm. it in, and then versus mm. the, I personally I. To quote um, one of uh, Zero Punctuation, one of my favorite video game review uh, mm. shows, um, I. I I feel like a lot of times writers abuse the person got a um, horrible injury that's definitely going to kill you, but is easygoing enough for you to talk about your entire life story. Right. And, like, just, like, the long, drawn-out, dramatic death where the person has just enough time to tell you all this critical information before they croak. Yeah. Some... A full page of yeah, exactly. And sometimes, by the way, for people who don't know, because I I only found this out from working in my current job, uh, A4 is a paper size. Wait, what? You guys don't use what? No, we use eight and a half by eleven. What? <laughs> that one blows my mind. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, A4 is A4 is, a, and it pisses me off because every time I get a document from our fucking UK and Europe offices, they're all a weird size and they don't scan properly. So you know what A3 is? Yes, I like I know they're different paper sizes. Oh wow! But a, but you don't know like whether that's bigger or smaller. No, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. So eight and a half by eleven is our standard paper size. They say eight and a half inches by eleven yeah. inches. That's our standard so paper. If you're asking for a, a piece of paper, you would say the inches rather than a classification for it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's strange. Eight and a half by eleven is our standard paper size. A4, I think, is slightly longer than that. Um, and A4 then is a standard, you know, piece of paper. <laughs> I don't know how to say it otherwise. Yeah, it's so A4. There, there are two paper sizes that I used a lot. You know, being an engineer, and that was. Eight and a half by eleven for like documents and stuff, and then for detailed right. drawings, I used eleven by seventeen, which is mm. just you know basically really long paper for like um, piping and instrumentation. I almost used the abbreviation P and ID drawings, uh, piping and instrumentation. 
Um, okay. But yeah, so <laughs> little little tangent there back into the yeah. uh, differences between the two countries. Yeah, we we so, don't we don't have like a label for the paper size. A5 would be if you folded it in half. So be half the size is an A5. Okay. And then, okay, if you if you doubled it up so that the short edge was doubled, that's A3. Am I blowing your mind? You I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing this in my head. Sorry. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. the dead silence. Um, okay, so... If you had so, it, like, portrait and then put another one next to it, that would be A3. Okay, so A3 is probably, like, the um, 11 by 17 equivalent. Um, I'm not sure what, cool. a, like, A5 would be for U.S. sizes. Um, It'll just be the long side cut in half. Yeah. I, I I'm try we don't really have a standard paper. This is I'm, this is this is blowing my mind now. Like I knew <laughs> I knew about A4 from work because every time Can't you know I, that's not every time I get a scanned document from Europe, it's all like a weird size and I can't get it to fit properly when I print it. Wow. Oh, <laughs> first world problems. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, back to the topic again. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So what what I was trying to say. Uh, God, I got completely lost there. Yeah, the the long drawn out thing. There, there are yeah, there are times where they do it poorly. You were, yeah, that's right. Because you were saying A four. They hand you an A four sheet yes. of their backstory. Um, but there are times where it's handled really well. Um, call back to an earlier podcast. I was talking about uh, Stargate Universe. Mm. That series. There's one segment where they they handle it really well. This guy is like crushed under some rubble his you know spine is severed he's clearly bleeding and only the pressure from the rubble is keeping him alive so mm. that makes perfect sense it's going to take him a long ass time to bleed out but they have to get away so he has time to have like a long meaningful conversation with somebody and then when the conversation is over he doesn't just conveniently die one other major character um takes it upon himself to put him out of his misery because he doesn't want him alone and suffering there so he strangles yeah. him and I think mm. that's an example of a good way to do that as a plot point, because you needed this character to be able to do exposition, and then you needed mm. him to die at a certain point. So by oh. telling the story that way, you've now added depth to both characters, and you've mm. gotten what you needed to out of the story. Absolutely. Or you could go the other route, where they only get halfway through their exposition before they croak, and then... It's an added, It's not yeah. too long, so it keeps things interesting and it adds a mystery of what they were going to say. Well, that's the th that, that's kind of my point. There's ways to do a lot of the, the things I was thinking about when I wrote this topic down. There's ways to do it right and there's ways to do it wrong, um, mm. and that's that's a perfect example when they just conveniently happen to die of the death right after they tell their story. That's mm. that's a lazy way to write, um, but when you do something like that, where you have some kind of a reason that either they don't finish, or you make it poignant why it finishes there. Um, yeah. But yeah, some some of the tropes I was thinking about, um, aside from that, because I, I just wanted to finish that thought before I moved on. Um, I, I guess just in general contrived plot points piss me off like because you're right I'm, i can't think of anything positive um <laughs> but like when 
when things just happen because the script or the plot says so, and it's right. just like we we want to get from point A to point B, and we can't figure out how, so you know, just okay. throw in a Deus so, Ex Machina, and it works out. Kind of like um, I can't really think of the word now to describe it, but um, the you know, like in Bleach when they had the filler, filler episodes, yeah, so, like filler episodes. Okay. Oh god, so, yeah. Um, I mean, they they had two kinds in Bleach. They had the filler hmm. episodes, which were like Don Canonji episodes, which sucked out. When I was a kid, I liked them. Yeah. But as an adult watching Bleach, they were a massive pain in the ass to watch. Yeah. Um, and then they also had the entire like filler season. I saw them at, like the the bounce, that, right. That's literally why I stopped watching that anime. So I, I was watching yeah. it all the way into like my college years. Um, and at that point, like, they had just gone into the, was it Horatio Mundo? Waco Mundo. Horatio. Waco Mundo? Horatio. Yeah, H-U-U-T-O. It's, been, it's been a while. Horatio, <laughs> though. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Mundo means, like, world in Spanish, so I just kind of thought that, you know. <laughs> anyway. I So Horatio just... <laughs> The funny thing is, in my head, I've been reading it as Horatio Mundo ever since I was in high school, and it probably yeah. said Huerto Mundo on the screen. Waco, H-U-E-C-O, there's no T. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> I, I have a tendency Fuck. to not, like, when I'm reading, skim. Like, not not necessarily skim, but like, I don't actively look at all the letters in the word i just yeah no i know you do it with characters all the time in yeah and i just kind of i remember the substance but the exact terminology <laughs> and phrasing I mean, yeah. you yeah. literally just had like when we were playing rainbow immediately before this you're like that's soya sauce guy oh goya <laughs> <laughs> yeah like oh his name is goyo by the way <laughs> i kept calling him goya <laughs> like the sauce. They make rice yeah. and really good hot sauce. Right. Okay. Um. Anyway, I completely lost track. Oh yeah, so the the filler episodes and stuff. That was actually why I stopped watching Bleach. Was yeah. They they interrupted that arc, like interrupted it at a critical moment, and then just did a filler arc. Mm. It, it, they they jumped through time back to something else, and it, uh, I know why they the did it. Third mode of filler and bleach is flashback. Yeah, they did all the kinds of flashbacks, you, all the kinds of filler you can do. There's a reason them. that they did it, like from a real world perspective. It's because the manga wasn't being written as fast as the show was airing. Uh, okay, and yeah, so they I had to do filler. <clears throat> You'd think there'd be more co cohesiveness between the two, though. Like, where they were just like, okay, this is what we're going to do in the manga. Well, so, you see that happening all the time, though. But the classic example of this is um, Song of Ice and Fire. Or, as everyone seems to know it now, Game of Thrones. Um, I started reading those books when... Maybe I should save this for media, but I started reading those books when I was in 7th or 8th grade. I would have been, like, yeah. 11 or 12. And there were only two books out at the time. And I read them all the way up to through the fifth book, and there's now been like a ten year gap in terms of book releases. And because of that, when HBO got to the later seasons of the TV show, they just sort of had to use whatever spark notes Make the, the author gave them. 
What? Yeah. Just thought so, making stuff up. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Those were the lowest rated seasons of the entire yeah. show because they didn't have that well wellspring of substance to draw on. Um, and mm. don't tell me anything. If you've seen the the last few seasons, don't tell me anything that no, happened. No, I didn't really care Game of Thrones much. Um, I, I, it was too overhyped. <clears throat> I I never I tried watching the first season and I started watching it and all I could think was man I want to read the books again and I did. Yeah. Because uh, if you haven't read those books, like not maybe you in particular, but anyone listening, very well worth the read. It's a bit of a hike because. The, the books are between 900 and 1100 pages per book. It's uh, that's 1,100 for anyone who's not an American. That's another thing I didn't realize. You guys, <laughs> this was a conversation we had a while ago. You guys in the thousands, you don't. Um, so, like in the U.S., we'll say things like 2,400 to mean 2,400, but apparently yeah. that, that's not a thing over there. No, you don't. The moment you leave the hundreds, you go into the thousands. Like, the moment you leave 999, mm. it's a thousand. <laughs> yeah, well, we'd say a thousand. We wouldn't say ten hundred. But once you pass a thousand, people will go like eleven hundred, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred. Okay. And technically. Dude, that's more confusing, in my opinion. Well, it, in my so mind. So you would say like one thousand and fifty. Yeah. Okay, so you'd say. 100, 200, 300, 400, whatever. 999, 1001. Yeah. And, and then, then all the way up to 1099, one. but then after we pass that, it'd be 1100, 1101, oh, 1100. Worst. <laughs> You're going back to regressing. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I, I, I don't know. There are quirks like that in every language, though, with counting. Because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of, like, in Spanish and. So. German. Um, oh, what was the topic we just left? Because oh, we're tropes. Have to come back to it. <laughs> we're talking about tropes um, and filler episodes in particular, and how they're annoying and grating. And yeah, so I feel like we're about to get it. <laughs> you know what? Let's all right. Let's let's close out that that discussion because we're actually coming near the end uh, okay. on time <laughs> for what we'd want to do for segment one. Um, okay. We can we can revisit this in the media section, like the tropes. Well, to be fair, we the English to America thing is something that we find out on a daily basis. So I feel like it's going to be a part of every single it really is episode at for, some point. We we've known each other for what four or five years now, and we're still yeah, we're five still or six, yeah. We're still finding this stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. But yeah, I'm just thinking like um, in German, it's what uh, eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben. 8, 9, 10, but then after 10, it goes 11, 12, and then it transitions back to um, 13. So 11 and 12 are just like 12 and 11 are weird, but then you get to 13, and suddenly it's, you know, 310 essentially is what it translates. So 13. Okay. And th but then, then when you get to uh, like in the 20s again, um, it's like uh, so 1 in 20 so it, mm. it in Spanish does the exact same thing where you go like um, and uh, French yeah I, I think it might just be like a Latin language thing for whatever mm. reason 
like the teen like I mean, the but... teens are different than the twenties, thirties, forties, and so on. And it's Wait, just... and where's the difference? Well, I think no, in... it's not. It's also awesome. yeah. like yeah, no, 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 I'm I'm dumb. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. hold on. Yeah, eleven, twelve. Then you go 13, 14, 15, 16, um, yeah, 20, those, 21. Those... But then it goes to 21. Yeah. It's just 20 and 1. Yeah, technically, wow, I guess it's... Like... So you're, what you're hearing right now is us, like, having our minds blown. Brain fart. <laughs> In real time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I think we need a quick break to uh, reset our brains. Mm. Um, so I'm going to call it here for the end of the first segment of today's podcast. Thank you all for listening. And... You know, uh, we'll be back soon with segment two. And we're back with segment two of the TMCJ podcast, episode eight. Um, I'm going to talk for a little bit because Blue apparently has his mouth full right now. And so I'm a good. Are you good? All right. He just ate a whole egg, ladies and gentlemen. A scotch egg. Mm. What's a scotch egg? We've discussed this before. It's like an egg. A poached egg that's covered in meat and breadcrumbs. I feel like I've heard the term scotch egg before. In fact, I'm mm. pretty sure my mother has talked about them. Like cooking them. They're very nice. I don't think I've ever eaten one. I might be wrong. England, fuck yeah. Yeah, I know. I feel like I didn't uh, eat enough of your weird food over there. Like, Yeah, you just ate all I'm the sorry. fucking uh, mustard. Um, the mustard was fucking amazing. And meat pies. We don't really have meat pies over here. Um, Why do you say that? But Jesse has confirmed to me that... They, uh, they exist. They're just not as common. Right. Like, there are meat pies over here, but they're more like a festive dish okay not like a farmery dish yeah yeah no hmm. farmery oh, yeah. dish wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be meat pies over here and, unless fishermen over there because you might have fish pies for a fisherman fish pies they make fish, fish pies? pies oh my god yeah there's fish so pies e- even the meat pies I'm talking about they stuff it with bird like turkey or chicken like a chicken right. pot pie Chicken pot pie is what I'm, I'm thinking of when I think of meat pies over here. And that's more of, like, kind of a festive dish, like Thanksgiving or Christmas. <laughs> that just reminds me of pucker pie. Uh, there's a brand over here called pucker pie. If you're especially northern, pucker pies. <laughs> okay, uh... I'm sorry. Before we start talking about this again, every segment is just the U.S. versus the U.K. right it now. Is. This segment, I didn't say it during the intro, is supposed to be media. And it's the one I was looking forward to for today. And we're talking about meat pies. About poker pie. Oh, I love me a poker pie. Oh, I love me a poker pie. <laughs> Not Irish. Fuck. I know. I'm just... I tried to do... Uh, d- while you were gone, uh, making mm. coffee, which I just see the picture that you posted. Um, mm. I, I was Stop trying to dragon. do... I was remembering a quote from a TV show, and I was trying to do a Scottish accent, and it kept evolving into Irish. I couldn't get like it quite right. Yeah, as um, yeah, I don't 
Anyway, yes, media. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, I mean, the reason that I'm eager for this segment today is because I finished Lucifer. I started talking about it last week, and I hadn't quite gotten to the point where Netflix had taken over yet. <clears throat> but this week... <clears throat> oh my god, sorry about that. This week, I was watching the shit out of that series. Uh, I finished season three, which was the last season that they actually aired on TV... And then Netflix bought it. And first of all, I'm just going to quickly talk about season three. It was way too long. It was 26 episodes. Each episode was like a 45-minute episode. It just went on and on. And there was tons of filler in it. <clears throat> they had one really good plot thread, which came to an extremely satisfying ending. Like, it's 26 episodes. The season finale was episode 24, Episode 25 yeah. and 26 were, like, these weird, goofy, off-canon episodes. 25 had probably the most annoying character I can imagine. Like, they got this, like... Think, like, a mainstream TV show that has, like, kind of a dweeb character. Like, somebody who's super nerdy, got a nasally voice, and they're kind of annoying. Like Every that... main character in Big Bang Theory, yep. Yeah, exactly. Now picture that character doing a scene with somebody who is, you know, very serious, very dangerous, and very angry. That's kind of like Zombieland. The nerdy kids and the, uh, the, the, the uh, Not quite, because Zombieland actually handled that interaction pretty good. Like, they, okay. you had, yeah, you had the, the more serious this elements. Is bad. Yeah, this is this is that done very bad. Like picture picture like a Shakespeare play, right? On stage. I'm I'm right. I'm trying to find the right metaphor for this cuz you haven't <sighs> seen it. P picture what? a Shakespearean play like on stage, right? Yeah. And one it, and it's it's a dialogue between two characters. And mm -hmm. one of the actors has like years of experience. They've lived on the stage. They've been in the most prestigious performances. And the other person is in high school, and they just started acting. That yeah. was this scene. And I literally had to fast-forward through most of it from pure cringe. It was just mm. awful. But then there was an, another episode after that that was like a what-if thing, like an alternate dimension thing. Anyway, the, the last two episodes basically didn't count. But the finale of season three was actually good, and it had a satisfying payoff, so... That kind of gave me some hope. Then they jumped into season four, and that was when Netflix took over. And it was immediately obvious that they had a much higher budget and much more talented writers. Mm. Because they kept the same theme of the story, but everything that I said that I wished they would bring back from the first season, they did. They, they focused, they were heavy into, like, they managed to strike a perfect balance between the supernatural bits of the the show and the um like buddy cop police detective csi version of the show mm. they 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 meshed them together so well they gave both of them the time that they needed and because the season was shorter it was only 10 episodes they were able to keep a solid plot thread moving through the whole thing and keep it tense and interesting without dragging things out or feeling like they were making things happen too fast. 
the season four was absolutely amazing absolutely and mm. it was it was the first season which got me hooked on the show but on steroids just loved it <laughs> season five um it came on a little too strong in the beginning like there were episodes that were hard for me to watch because i think they were you know what i'm gonna bring this back to um this is a mild spoiler for people who haven't seen the uh, this show or have any interest in watching it after listening to me both complain and rhapsodize about it in season five they start off with a trope that it always like I have trouble dealing with it whenever I see it in a movie or whenever I see it in a TV show, and I'm not sure exactly why. But it's when somebody with malicious intent is impersonating another character, right? And trying to, like, screw with their, their lives. So, like, um, I don't know, if there's, like, a, a twin or somebody has taken over somebody's body or... Um, Right, in, yeah, in like a yeah, sci-fi yeah. sense, or or they're they're doing something on their accounts. In a social sense, it's kind of very painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and I think that's I don't know. They, there's a little bit of that in the beginning of season five, and that like I had a hard time getting through those first two episodes because for me personally, seeing that sort of thing in like a TV show or a movie, it like it messes with me. It's, um, it's the kind of horror that you get in like Black Mirror, right? And where so, it's not actually like scary, like nothing horrible is happening, but it's like someone who isn't you being you is very uncomfortable because yeah. everyone thinks everything that they are doing is something that you are doing. You you do not condone what they're doing, right? So. That's actually a really good point. It is a form of horror, isn't it? Mm. Like a, as a as like a movie movie trope thing it's, because it's like being trapped and forced to do something, but you have no control of what you're doing. And that's something that you do sh- feel guilty for what happens, but it's not you. That's actually um, this before I, I that reminds me of a of a book series, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that in a second. But yeah, so. My uh, my friend uh, Emily from uh, from home she she was obsessed with horror movies, loved them all throughout you know our our childhood. Yeah. <laughs> and what I I didn't like the same the same kind of like she'd go to like see uh, like The Ring and um, mm-hmm. all these other you know horror movies like that things where there's monsters and mess with people those types of horror movies never really did anything for me they were like kind of like oh there's a videotape and you see it and you die in seven days oh no it's just like colon cancer it just it it didn't scare me in the same way that i feel like it scared some people the thing the horror movies that really get under my skin are the ones like what you're talking about where it's it's low key and it's psychological, right? It gets in mm. your head. Like that's the kind of horror film that really like will get to me. Um, yeah, with the regarding the ring. Yeah. I watched a So I I've never seen the ring. Mhm. I watched a review on it by 
Oh god, I can't remember who it was now. And they were talking about it anyway. And they were going through a lot of the scenes. It might have been Critical Drinker. He's another really good YouTuber. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I sent you a, a link to one of his videos a while back. Right. They, um... For, for, uh, all my life, I've heard about The Ring, and I've heard people go, oh my god, it's horrifying. It's so, so scary. Yeah. When I watched it, I was like, well, one person died, and you don't even see any, like... You, you see one actual apparition right I think oh, God, and even that is just like an emo girl I see enough of them around the fucking streets like it's it's it, it doesn't <laughs> seem nearly as scary as people have been making it sound I'm sorry it's one emo girl and I see enough of those in the streets <laughs> yeah, like, so just, just but it's it's true. Emo phase. It it's true. It's true. You see the I never had an emo phase. Oh fuck it, you did. No, I had I had like a surfer dude phase. Like, oh, you I see me in high school. Surfing. I had like really <laughs> long hair. Yeah, but, I mean, so did I. But like, long hair can be kind of emo to be fair. Well, it can, but normally you know they dye it black and they wear eyeshadow and shit. That's the stereotype, yeah, right? I I went as far as painting my nails once, and uh, yeah. well, a few times. <laughs> that was that was it. I never went that. I never I never went down that route. I was a very happy teenager. Yeah, you're a bit of a mad nutter, though. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, <laughs> but that's still not emo. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. You went down a different path of insanity. I I had a psychotic phase. <laughs> yeah. Teched into it. But yes, oh. sorry, um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I know what you mean. <laughs> but that's kind of why those types of horror movies never really got to me in general, because it, it, exactly like you said, it's the, the practical, rational mind just sees something like that, and it's just mm. like, yeah, okay. Mm. <laughs> and you move on. The... Yeah, sorry, was there any more on the ring that you wanted to discuss? No, no, I, it, we, we kind of transitioned pretty neatly, um, but I did want to... I, I don't know how deep I want to get into... So I'm going to bring up a few key plot points from Lucifer. Uh, Lucifer. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. um, so if if anyone, again, is still thinking about watching that series, you know, just skip ahead a bit, because I'm going to... like dump a bunch of spoilers and then we're going to discuss maybe if kaiser has the time and energy he might put in a timestamp. <laughs> yeah that doesn't usually happen unlikely sometimes i remember to edit in a picture <laughs> this is true i feel like you need to put in a pucker pie when i was talking about pucker pies <laughs> oh god <laughs> then i have to go back and search for pies uh i'll send you a pucker pie picture <laughs> pucker pie pics so anyway, yes god Episode so the, they they do two things in season uh, four and five and four again I absolute masterclass they the bits that I, I really cared about they introduce like um, kind of a, a prophecy and are like a religious zealot who finds out that the main character is actually the devil and is you know trying to get you know kill him and oh, the of a trope that we need to bring up but go on. But and then the like the major like uh, female protagonists who the two of them are sort of love interests for each other. Um, 
she becomes aware of who he is near the end of the season and kind of just goes into almost comatose. And they, there's what, what I liked about it is they're balancing all these things. There's this, um, there's the day to day like police stuff, the CSI element. They've got all these characters who are supernatural, and they're all dealing with sort of their interactions with mortal human beings. And then you've also got their actual supernatural conflicts where they're dealing with demons coming up from hell and they're dealing with, um, you know, other sort of sibling angels coming down and messing with them. And they mm -hmm. balance... Once Netflix took over... This is what I meant when I said they had a higher budget and more competent writing. The higher budget, they definitely have better special effects in these seasons. And... Even then, the special effects are minimal, but they're higher quality now. But the okay. writing is really where it comes through, because the way the characters are written, they do such a good job in the Netflix seasons of making the characters complex. The things I didn't like... <laughs> but this is something, speaking of tropes, this is, this is one that really annoys me, is the... Uh, hey guys, hear about current events trope. It's something that's been going back all the way to the 90s. Like, I remember cartoons watch that I watched as a kid, and they'd have that one episode where they'd talk about gangs and drugs, or something like that. Or they'd have that one episode where they're like, we're destroying the environment. And nowadays, they have that one episode where it's... Yeah, exactly. They... they, they, they it's something that shows have been shoehorning in since mm. I can remember. That's kind of what the, I was gonna uh, something I was gonna bring up because, and okay, I am an agnostic, right? Mm -hmm. But I have to admit there is far too much hate against religious groups in uh, games and more so in TV and films at the moment. Because maybe it's just the stuff that I'm watching. It happens to be like <clears throat> the church is always evil. That was very few good things about said about the church in media I see these days. Yeah, and that's something that I I personally and you know I've, I've said it on this podcast. I am religious. I'm Catholic, mm. and I it it gets grating after a while because it's like mm. I. You know, I went to church my entire youth. Like, the priest was a good friend of the family. Like, um, there was nothing bad, it, and it was it was never preachy. Ironically, it was always like the message was always just be a good person. They would tell some stories and stuff, and go like, you know, here's here's just some positivity for your life. That's that was my entire experience with religion growing up, and I realize that's not everyone's, but. You're right, in like mainstream, like if you're talking about like TV shows and a lot of movies, if religion gets brought up, it's never the good guy. And it's, yeah. it, at best, it's portrayed neutrally. They, they do that, um, so when I was talking about they introduce the, um, like a religious zealot in the fourth season. Yeah. It's portrayed pretty much as positively as religion ever is in modern mm -hmm. TV. Meaning, the actual mainstream church is perfectly neutral and just this one guy goes off on his own and is evil mm -hmm. 
and they have like this one token character who is like stereotype of religious person right yeah and um who by the way she is an amazing character in the series but her religiosity seems to be a little shoehorned in clumsily religiosity yeah I think it is. I've heard people use it before. It may just be okay. uh, kind of a Never slang heard term. <laughs> I, I've heard it. I've heard it used before, but it like, may have two for two made up words this session. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, maybe we're uh, maybe we're, we're we're setting the trend. You know, Webster mm. Dictionary. Hit us up. Webster <laughs> Dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but um, but you're right. That that is that's a good trope to talk about because I mean. That that yeah, is a... uh, mm -hmm. the other the other major kind of um, the people who get it worst have got to be the poor Germans. Um, oh yeah, like uh, I think it's actually like illegal to imitate Hitler in Germany. It is. And it's also illegal to display the swastika anywhere in Germany. Yeah, and I don't mean just like starting a campaign for those yeah. kind of Nazi rights. I mean, literally, if you go up and do, like, a Charlie Chaplin mustache and go hail someone yeah. or something, then you're going to get arrested. And, oh, I would Which... be so sick and tired of hearing that. If I were German. Because I know the moment anyone hears a German accent, they're like, Ooh, oh, it's in the back of their head. clearly it's a bad guy. Right? They <laughs> um, have that evil the... German voice. He did that with... Um... Call of Duty for a long time, where it was always, ah, the Germans are the worst. Mm. They've got zombies and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and then they switched to hating on Russia. And I think Russia's got a pretty damn... I mean, to be fair, Germany's got a thick skin. But... they Yeah, they suddenly started saying that all Russians are evil. Maybe it was because of, like, Die Hard or something, because I know Russian is always bad man in that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of... Um, there's a... Oh god, I gotta tell I gotta tell this story. But I, I agree with I gotta remember this um this hold on. I'm I'm writing this down because I don't want to forget this story. Okay, do you want me to keep keep talking? Uh no 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 no. So I I just had to write down like one word and I, I knew I'd remember it with that. So I agree with you with that that whole I can't imagine like what it must be like you know, living in Germany because to have sort of that like that societal reinforced guilt that's just yeah. on your head and just I I know me and I part of this I, I don't know how much of this is down to my own personality part of this is down to like where I grew up but if somebody tells me don't do that my first reaction is fuck off I'm gonna do that right now yeah like it's <laughs> the whole you're not my father dad sort of yeah. you know reaction <laughs> like just I can't, but you're right, and one of the things that's fucked up about that is you could literally be making fun of the Nazis, and that's illegal. Like, it's illegal to praise them, it's illegal to make fun of them, it's illegal it? to just talk about them. Is it illegal to make fun of them? Well, if you're if you're doing, like, a parody, for instance. Oh, I, I can't. So if, if, if you, if you like, um, course, yeah. do you know the, the movie The Producers? Uh, I haven't actually seen it, but I've, I've seen, obviously, the, the famous The whole song. springtime for yes. Hitler and Germany. Well, that, they probably don't want that around because it reminds people of, of Well, but that. that's that's the thing. If 
I feel like that's counterproductive. We're, we're maybe going down a little bit of a political rabbit hole here, but I think that's counterproductive because if you can't, you know, mock it and make fun of it like that, yeah, and have some kind of a intelligent discussion going like, this was bad. Let's you know figure out why this was bad and like really dig down to the root of it. Mm. If if you can't do that then it's going to become almost like a forbidden fruit kind of thing. It's going to tempt people to go and actually explore it. And maybe they won't find out that it's bad on their own. Maybe they'll go like, hey, you know what? That guy with the funny little mustache, you know, he had something right. I, yeah. It's, I mean... I, but again, I'm, I'm coming from, you know, freedom and burger land over here. So <laughs> we, we, I, we I might have, have a little bit comedy. of a... Sorry. If... if we wouldn't have any comedy at all if there wasn't someone being the butt of the joke. Um, I know we talked about before about how like Stephen Fry and hmm. um, oh god, what's his name? Uh, Ricky Gervais, yeah, a big advocate of of yeah. You could say whatever the fuck you want. I mean, if, if you should be able to, I I agree yeah, with that. You can talk about any topic in the world you want, and if you're a comedian, you need to be able to talk about any com comedy anything for comedy sorry yeah because the funniest jokes are the ones that that cross the line that cross the yeah because they're the things that other people aren't prepared to say it's a new yeah. experience going to these things but because you don't hear them in everyday life yeah. and that's Com what makes them funny comedy is rooted in social transgression yeah like you you have to cross some kind of a line like a fart joke is funny because you're not supposed to fart around people like that's the most basic one right yeah and then like um I guess. That's it, humor, but exactly, <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's I, I personally, it's it's lowbrow humor, but yeah, I think it's a really good metaphor because it is. It works. I mean, babies laugh at farts, so yes. like even from even from infancy, you kind of understand that doing something you're kind of not supposed to and making well, a funny sound yeah. is yep. is humorous, and then you kind of bring that up to the more complex things. The whole reason that like um, the, the the producers that movie is so funny is because it's the whole movie is about these two producers that like want to get fired or something like I haven't seen the movie either but I've seen clips from it is like they, they want to get fired or something like that so they try to make the most horrible egregious play ever mm. and so it's like springtime for Hitler that was the uh, <laughs> that was the play and people end up loving it because they think that they're like they made the play to mock and ridicule him because the yeah. actor who plays uh, the guy on stage in the movie makes him out to be like this very flamboyant like girly man <laughs> yeah. I had to say that in a Schwarzenegger accent but sure it, that, that's, that's really um, uh, yeah we mm. I won't say too much more about that. Just, I agree with you 100 um, percent on this on this point. You need to cross a line to actually be funny, and yeah. if you can't make fun of something, then I think it inevitably makes that thing a sacred cow, like something mm -hmm. that people end up revering rather than thinking of as shameful. Inevitably, yeah. Um, and I think yeah, that's a yeah, dangerous like... way to go. Like. Everything that should... is going too far with it. Oh yeah. Um, 
Like if if like, I walk out my door right now with a fucking red armband and a you know Hugo Boss no, suit on, <laughs> goose stepping yeah. down the sidewalk, then yeah, that's going too far. I, I've I've moved from parody yeah. into just hey, that's I'm cosplaying as a Nazi. To see it. When you go to a comedy club or something, you want to be you want that kind of thing to happen. Right, exactly. If fucking Ricky Gervais came onto the stage in a Nazi outfit, people would be shitting themselves before he opens his mouth. Right, exactly. Because you're you're going in there with the expectation that this guy is here to be funny. Like, yes, he's a jackass. We now, if him. you if you just boarded an airplane and saw somebody dressed up like Goebbels, then you know maybe that's a little bit too far. <laughs> Sorry, did I just make you choke on your coffee? <laughs> yes. Oh shit! <laughs> It'll be alright. <laughs> okay, taking it away from there. Taking it. No, so I, back from the ball. Like, yes, I want to tell the story that I, I I had I had noted down. Okay. Because you were talking about like Russians and them having thick skins. Okay. Um, there was so there was this long documentary series that I watched about the Romanovs, and Romanovs. You say it Romanov. Oh, I don't know. Is that that? I don't know. Is it Romanov or is it Romanov? Here's another one. Are we pronouncing this right, wrong? Maybe it's Romanovna. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'll shut up. It's Russian. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. This, I don't speak Russian. Um, actually, no. I take that back. I know three words of Russian, and they are the only three words I will ever remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, what is it? Da, Nyet, and Jichina. I know yes, no, and woman. Yeah, I've heard this enough times. Go yeah, on. I know it's it's an old. Th I haven't I haven't told that story in a long time, and I certainly have not told it on the podcast. Okay. Um, but yeah, so during that documentary series, they had someone on talking about like an old Russian like um, anecdote, I guess. And the story is, um, oh, what was it? This old this old Russian woman. She's living alone up in, like, some rural region like Siberia or something like that. Mm -hmm. And every night, the devil comes and torments her. And every mm -hmm. night, she, she prays that the devil will go away and that they'll, you know, he, he'll not come and harass her anymore. And, you know, that she'll have a, a, a restful night. And finally, after, it's, it's some number of nights, like three, five, seven a week, maybe, I don't know. The devil comes in and um comes and torments and harasses her and instead of praying she goes fuck off <laughs> and then the devil never comes back <laughs> oh she hurt his feelings I, and it was it, it just it struck me as such like a quintessentially like eastern european slash like russian story because mm. like she's praying for help and praying for help and trying to be a good person and he's still coming and harassing her and then she just turns to him and looks him in the face and just goes like fuck off yeah well but don't they say that god helps those who help themselves yeah that's actually so i think like that would be a good example <laughs> bring bringing it back to lucifer that's actually a major theme throughout the whole series oh overall like going going back to that how religion is handled in modern media Lucifer is probably one of the most balanced portrayals of it I mean it kind of has to be because the major theme is angels and devils and heaven and hell 
mm-hmm. but in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, and but that being said, they they do handle it very well. Like they uh, they have a very balanced perspective uh, towards it. They don't try to preach that you know all religion is bad and anyone who practiced it is you know secretly a I don't know control freak or sexually impotent. Hmm. I see. Okay, can I, uh, can I throw a new topic out? Throw one out, and this will be the last thing that we discuss because we are coming up on the end of segment two. Okay, cool. Um, so, the last few days, yeah. um, there was one point, about half an hour of which I had absolutely nothing to do. So I was sat in front of the TV, I was looking through YouTube, and I was like, oh, upcoming films of 2021. Okay. And there are some. There was some spicy boys. Oh, and, just... uh, there was also 2020 as well. But yeah, I completely forgot there was a movie I wanted to talk about. Go on. Um, so there is uh, okay. Maybe just start, for start a lot of the movies. I'm talking like three, maybe even four of them were to do with bats in some way. Either Batman, <laughs> a different kind of Batman, a vampire bat, or I can't remember what the other one was. Um, Yes, that's what 2021 is going to be all about. Bats. But there's apparently. a Marvel. Go on. Bats, apparently. Yep. The the Vampire Bat one is a Marvel film, and I don't know if he's going to be a good guy or a bad guy, which is always great. So I love kind of pushing the lines of you're not just having a stereotypical good person or a bad person. Uh, I think mixing between the two is the thing. There's this guy who has... Grey area, yeah. Yeah. The, the main character, but... From what I understood from the brief advert that I watched, I say brief, it was like a three-minute advert. Hmm. Um, he was born with a genetic disability, and it meant that he was going to die after a certain amount of time. And so he spent all of his life looking for a cure, and then when he couldn't find a cure and he was about to die, he went off and did some crazy thing. I don't, It doesn't really explain what he did in the advert. He basically becomes a vampire. Um, and so not only does he lose his inability to walk properly or coordinate himself, but he has that and more. Okay. Um, he loses so his really ability curious. to walk properly. Sorry? Uh, sorry, you said he loses his ability to walk properly? No, he gains the ability. Oh, gains properly. the ability. I, I thought you were talking yeah, yeah. about some kind of like a crippled so he, Dracula. He, <laughs> he was kind of, I suppose... Kind of like a cripple before. I don't know exactly what he had or anything like that because, like I said, it was an advert. But yeah, so he was. He was. Uh, at first, when I was watching the thing, I was like, is, are they going to say that his disability is his superpower? Because other <laughs> things have done that and it doesn't always go down well, that's all I'm saying. But um, no, so he finds this alternative to a cure. Um, and it seems really dark seems like he does some fucked up stuff but I think he's also still trying to cure the disability for other people I think that's just the idea I got mm. um, so it looked really good, very dark for a Marvel film, kind of uh, what's the the Punisher level of darkness kind of yeah, thing. yeah, like that kind of unfortunately, thing unfortunately you don't see the Punisher in any of the goddamn Marvel films the quote unquote um, anti hero. I mean, can you imagine yeah. the Punisher and, like, you know, fucking Captain America standing next to each other? But they would have to drop the, no, sorry, raise the age restriction on, they like, would. all the main Marvel films, so well, they're never going to do it. 
So, before I kind of respond to the trailer you just described, mm. well, actually, just going off that, I, I feel like there's a couple examples of what movies could have been. Um, and I'm thinking, like, they did all the random crap with the X-Men, right? Mm-hmm. And the first three were, like, they were, that was still at the infancy of the, the superhero oh, genre. Well, and another were, film coming out is an X-Men film. Go. Sorry. But what, I, what I'm getting is, uh, do you ever see the movie Logan? Mm-hmm. That's Fucking... with the origin story. No, no, let's no, no. You're thinking there's a there is an origin story one. Logan is actually kind of an alternate universe one where, uh, spoiler alert, that they they give this way in like the first five minutes of the movie, so I'm not really spoiling much. Charles Xavier has some kind of a seizure and kills most of the X Men, except oh. for Logan because he can regenerate Wolverine, and so yeah, it's it's Wolverine like, had a brother. Charles Xavier has some kind of a... Yeah, you're thinking of the origin story, and that one I think is just called Wolverine. Okay. Logan, though, is just... It's so good. It's, like, at that... It's that that dark gray area, like, what if the most fucked up thing happened? And Mm. at this point, Wolverine is barely getting by as, like, a limo driver. He is basically drinking himself into oblivion he is having trouble regenerating now like it doesn't seem to be working the same way um charles xavier is in constant pain and every now and again has a massive seizure that will just like kill anyone in his general vicinity um except for logan because he can regenerate and so they have to keep him in like this bunker and um i don't know it's just it's a very well done plot and probably one of my favorite portrayals of because you were talking about the age restriction thing this one like kicks up the x-men from like a pg-13 rating to an r rating mm. it, it's a much more mature yeah. yeah mature dark uh film and logan is he's he's a he's portrayed much more flawed than he is in a lot of the other the other series. Like he has he has flaws in the series, but they're kind of like a watered down version of those character flaws um, to make it more kid and teen friendly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, oh, sorry. Uh, that that was another film that did just that. that I was going to talk about. Okay, we we're already at thirty seven minutes. Okay. So I keep it snappy. Yeah, keep it because there's one I want to talk about really badly too. I haven't seen it, but I really want to talk. You, spent, you know, what? Like, fuck it. Twenty five minutes talking about Lucifer. This is your fault. <laughs> I I'm making the call right now. This segment is gonna be long. What, what's your uh, what were you talking mm. about? One of the adverts I saw, and I thought this was a horror movie at first. It was that like dark and gringy the beginning of this advert, and then I was. <laughs> it turns out there's a new Ghostbusters film coming out. Oh, aren't and they? Yeah, aren't they erasing the one that happened in 2016? I assume so. I mean, I can't blame them for it. But yeah, they're trying again. First, they, first of all, the the original Ghostbusters with the four guys that worked brilliantly. That was an amazing film. Then they tried it with four women. That did not work out because they were just awfully bad at writing for that film. Yeah, 
The thing is, like, uh, they could have done no, an all-female but... Ghostbusters movie. They just needed to have, like, competent writers. Yeah, not make it such a comedy. Um, and the... Yeah, now they're doing kid Ghostbusters. Uh, like, the... the I think the, genera the next generation kind of thing of the original Ghostbusters. This is the, the 90s TV trope of... Let's let's do this, but with edgy teenagers. Right, it's exactly the opposite of it. So it started with a group of kids in the first one, and then the adults in the second one. It's the opposite of it. Um, I I don't know whether it is a higher age rating. It it just seemed very ominous at the beginning. <laughs> They're walking around like dark places kids and it's kind of whenever it's a kid in trouble you always kind of feel a bit more oof. yeah which um oh god i really want to talk about this too damn it you keep, <laughs> keep telling me things that like i'm like oh this reminds me of this and yeah all right and they used a lot of the original equipment i think as well that's so one of the um so i never saw the the 2016 remake of ghostbusters because i honestly i haven't been to see a movie no i haven't in years like the only movies i ever watched were when i was like on a plane and they'd have like you know a, a movie and that, that's how i that's how i saw infinity war was on a plane yeah and John um, but um so i never saw it but one of the complaints that i heard coming out of that movie is that they took they, they did a bunch of the same like plot points in the same way that um star wars episode seven basically just rehashed Star Wars Episode Four, the original original, but with a yeah. new cast of characters. They hit all the same plot points but they just um, and but with like a, a, a slightly new twist on it, right? New special effects, new characters um, mm. but the same major points. And I heard from the people I know who have seen the 2016 remake that they did basically the same thing with that movie they rehashed the first Ghostbusters movie, but they kind of cut out all of the context. They they did the made the same major scenes and plot points and things, but less competently. If that makes yeah. sense. I heard that a lot of the actual voice lines were ad libbed. Wait, ad libbed the right word? They yeah, did it, like, improv. Improv ad libs. Yeah. They both yeah, same same thing. Um, Which is great for some bits, but for the but mainstay, you, you really don't. You want. need to also. <laughs> the thing is, you need to also have actors and actresses who are capable of ad libbing their lines. Some some people are. Some people walk out on stage and they just like they have the script and they they twist things around. Like, so mm. do you remember in the original Star Wars episode five where Han Solo is about to be like frozen in that brick? Yeah. Um and Leia goes I love you and he says I know and then he gets frozen yeah he was supposed to what say I love bitch. you too he was supposed to say I love you too but he he ad-libbed that line uh, he ad-libbed I know and I think he made right. the right decision because that scene is so much more emotionally poignant yeah because of that Everyone saw something coming, and then they completely subverted. Yeah, but that's but that was Harrison Ford ad-libbing the line, and so sometimes it makes sense. But I feel like you still need to have structure for your actors to follow. 
Like from what yeah. I heard about the production in that movie, like like you said, the director was just like, "Go out there and be funny." Hmm. And but then the... they threw in a sexy man Thor. Oh yeah, that's right. The guy I didn't realize that was the guy that played Thor that was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember he's called the Australian beautiful man. Yeah, <laughs> big ses- sexy muscle man. Hmm. Hmm. I think you're in trouble for okay. me again, aren't I? We're gonna go like way <laughs> off. We're already at 43 minutes, but I I need to bring this up because it is current. It is a movie, and it is a shit show, and that's mm-hmm. Mulan. Yes. Okay. Well. Uh, first off, I plan on watching it. Okay. So I have been avoiding several of you. I have watched a few reviews, but um, yeah. me and and you were going to watch it when it came out on the Disney Channel, and then we realized, oh, you have to have a Disney subscription, and then... And pay 30 30 bucks on top of that, yeah. Yeah. Fucking daylight robbery. Uh, Absolutely awful. I don't blame them. I have seen all the things that have gone on about China and that. The the only thing, yeah, the only thing I'll point out is the movie cost like $200 million to make, Mm -hmm. and they made it from what I have heard, they they tailor made it to pander to China. And Panda. China. <laughs> well, yeah, you said pander. I know yeah, you guys. Yeah, no, you, no, no, you, you guys don't have fine. the R on the end. It sounds like panda. It's funny. Yeah, haha. <laughs> well, no, just because pandas come from China. That was the only joke I was making. I know. I know. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm annoyed because in thing. my head. Before you said that, I said pander, and I specifically enunciated the R, because I'm like, if I say panda, people are going to say panda China. I didn't notice and that, then you said it out loud. <laughs> it's just like fucking hell. I was trying so hard not to make it sound like panda. Anyway, this is the last the last bit of this, because we're already at 45 minutes. But yeah. Um, $200 million what they spent on it, and they were doing it specifically to pander to China, the Chinese market, because the Chinese movie market is huge. Tons yeah. of money. Um, box office sales in China were $23 million. Mm. Like, they've lost so much money. It's being mocked and ridiculed in China. They hate the movie. And... Yeah. Without wanting to spoil anything for myself... Mm. Or anyone who's going to watch. I know someone is going to watch and yeah. has not seen it yet. Um, the two major issues that I've heard about it are there is no journey for the character. The character doesn't really change throughout the whole story. Yeah. Because they don't need to. Exactly. And second of all, because it's a live action, they take out all of... They take out Mushu. You can't take out Mushu. Mushu, exactly. They <laughs> He's the comedy central... Of my that film. my favorite my favorite quote about this movie so far from a reviewer that I, I watched uh, for like who was talking about it is Mulan is powerful because she has a lot of chi, which is the Chinese equivalent of midi chlorians. Right. <laughs> it just it I I I don't know. It made me laugh uh, <laughs> when I heard that line. But you're right. They're from what I've heard, there isn't really a character arc. Mm. Like, um, characters in the story, like, not even main characters, characters in the story don't develop in any way. 
they start off as a character archetype and they yeah, stay this... that character archetype. Yep. Start off as a god, stay as a god throughout the film, win the day. Oh look, there are gods that doesn't really matter anyway. Yeah. All right, let's let's but end it there because we keep talking about this. I'm going to go into spoilers because yeah, sorry, let's, uh, let's cut it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll cut it there. And after you and Eve actually watched the movie, um, in December. December, really? It comes out in December, I think. What? It's, it's already out here. No, no, but like, oh, for free. Something happens in December, maybe. Yeah, I think it comes free on Disney Plus then, maybe. Because God knows I'm not paying twenty five fucking pounds to watch a piece of Fuck. shit. If you if you guys don't me playing like third wheel, I'll watch it with you guys. <laughs> I'll buy it. I'm planning on getting a Disney Plus subscription anyway, so I can binge watch The Mandalorian because I've been yeah, meaning so to then see you that. Can switch away from Netflix. Hey, we're getting cut it. Cut it now, guys. <laughs> cut. End it. Oh God, bail out. <laughs> we're, four, we're we're literally close to do, but like we're we're almost at fifty minutes just with this segment. But but again, I we had a lot to talk about today. Do. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't mind. I, I've said for, from the beginning that I want this podcast to be somewhere between an hour and a half and two hours. And if, damn it, if we go two hours, two weeks in a row, then that means we had something interesting to say, or we're a bunch of rambling morons who don't know when to stop. Well, yeah, but it's when we go above two hours, then it's like <laughs> the drinking becomes a drinking problem. <laughs> All right, it. fine. We're going to end it here. Uh, this is the end of segment two of the TMCHA podcast. Um, depending on when you're listening, you'll hear us in a few seconds or a few days. But either way, thank you. And welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We're on segment three now, uh, which Lou seemed oddly excited about when he told me that he was looking forward to segment three. So I'm assuming you have some kind of an idea what the hell we're going to be talking about in this segment, because I don't. Did I? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oof. Oh, I remember the... the... <laughs> I was talking about people and what utter buggers they can be. Um, just right. something that I experienced earlier today, literally. I was um, on the bus, and... This really nice old couple got on the bus. They were really sweet. They even one of them even cracked a joke towards me about mm. him needing glasses or something. Yeah, very sweet. Uh, so they were sitting at the back of the bus near near where I was. These two girls, who must have been like sixteen or something, got on the bus. Neither of them were wearing face masks, and they sat like in front of this really nice couple. Mm. Uh, they weren't sitting in like different seating. They were sat right next to each other, which is against bus policy. Hmm. Uh, they weren't wearing masks, which is against bus policy. They were in front of two elderly, three elderly people, in fact, which is just what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, and then when I thought it couldn't get any worse, one of them started blowing bubble gum, like. For a start, you're not meant to be eating or drinking. Like, even before COVID, one of us. <laughs> With COVID, so much worse. And then, the one who wasn't blowing the bubble yet started poking the bubble. And the one who was eating the bubble yet 
poked the bubble back into her own mouth, chewed it up, and blew another bubble. Oh, the germs. The germs. <laughs> I love how this, this whole thing has made everybody into a hypochondriac. But I, I'm i on board with the, you on this one. Decency. There's two lovely older yes. people behind you, and you're the, being a bastard. Th this is where the kind of line comes when you're talking about, like, um, it's less about... God, I said we're already diving into this, but I, I'm gonna just say this: it, it's less about following the rules during this very particular situation, and more about just basic human decency. Like you wouldn't walk past, you know, another human being on the street and fart in their fucking face. Like, right? You you would. It's basic civilized human decency to try and you know respect those around you, even if you don't know them or don't even if you don't give a shit about them honestly i just hit my computer again while i was talking so that's going to come through the mic um i think that yeah so and, and more so now because there, there's the concern that people who are vulnerable like that you know are going to catch something it's the same thing during like a normal flu season too like if you're feeling a little under the weather you don't walk up next to like a 70 year old person and cough in their face no. Like, yeah, it's but, bad but behavior during the best it. of times. That wasn't just it for this bus ride of hell. Okay, right? I'm, I'm waiting here. So for a start, this bus ride is an hour long, all right? Yeah. And it is a hot... I was going to say summer day. I don't think it's summer anymore, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, I think fall officially starts on the 20-something of spring, so it's still technically okay. summer. Yes, it was a hot day, is my point, inside this bus for an hour. And I was sat on the back of the bus, trying to stay away from as many people as I can, because buses are just generally gross anyway. Yeah. I could hear people at the front of the bus. And I could hear them, because they too were not wearing masks. They had a bottle of Tango with them, which is, in my eyes, they shouldn't be drinking on the bus, obviously, as we've discussed. Sorry, is... And also... Is that like a tea or something? I've never heard of that brand. Oh, Tango is like a, a an orange flavored fizzy drink. Okay, all right. So, um, so yeah, like an orange. You have soda, Fanta okay. over there. Yeah, we have Fanta. It's, it's exactly the same as Fanta, basically. Okay, um, gotcha. And the second of all, it's a bad thing because if you have a bottle of something, chances are they're going to be lazy little shits and leave the bottle on the bus. It's littering. I hate. And then. <laughs> One of them starts laughing with this most obnoxious laugh. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> the two of us have weird fucking laughs, alright? Yeah, 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 yeah. But this was like piercing. Not in a funny way, just in a gross way. And then the other one started doing like a mock throwing up sound. Which, oh, ugh, God. Like they, they were gagging. They're. Yeah. Oh, it was not a pleasant bus ride. And then when I got to, up to get off the bus, they took fucking forever to stand up. So by the time I got to the stairs, they were just ahead of me going downstairs. So I had to wait as the two fucks walked past me. So I was very displeased. Thank you for completely reinforcing my stereotype in my mind of buses. 
I have not ridden a bus in my own country since I was in grade school because we kind of had to um, yeah. for school trips and stuff like that. I, I lived, fortunately, close enough to the school that I could walk there, um, mm-hmm. uh, which was, you know, being being the old man that I am, I walked there, of course, uh, uphill both ways, and uh, it was snowing all the time. Right. I'm just full of... It, 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 I'm making a very terrible joke. Um, but every time <laughs> I've... It, there's a reason that I, I don't like public transport in general. It yeah. tends to just be... Sh- the only exception I've found to that was in two places. Um, Japan, obviously, when I was there, like, the trains were pristine, the seats were heated, like, they it was mm. a smooth ride. That The train cars were, like, soundproof, so there was barely any noise, even at the high speeds, on a normal train track, which was crazy to me. The bu- I took a bus from the airport to our company office in Tokyo, and it was comfy, they had these cushion seats it was again heated pristine in terms of cleanliness and it again japan they 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 take their public transports the the quote i i remember hearing um i don't remember where i i heard this from it was on some other podcast was japan is a place where people just don't give a fuck they give a million fucks every day (laughs) like for some reason, and this is the experience I've had with um, the Japanese office at my company, like, they are some of the most professional, on-point, and engaged, <laughs> I guess engaged individuals is the word I'm looking for, like, they they actually give a crap about getting the job done and getting it done right, and they really yep. seem to care. Um, so, again... That's Japan. The only the other uh, train system uh, that I really really liked was the one in Belgium. I took a train from uh, Brussels, the Brussels airport, into downtown uh, Brussels, mm-hmm. and it may have just been like an off day or something. No one was really on the train, but it was really like it was comfortable. They had nice seats. They were well spaced. Like the train seemed to be in in good condition, good repair. Well, to be fair, it's one of those countries where you see the name on something and you think this must be good quality. Like, if you see a German name on some kind of machinery, then you're like, yeah. this shit's gotta be the real deal. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be functional, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Belgium have, like, fine chocolate, and they got... Yeah. Well, what else have they got? They got mountains, right? No, they don't. don't. They're right near the core. They're right near the coast. Anyway, I kind of lumped them in with Germany a little bit, but... I mean, like, it's not Belgian, it's generally better in some way. Yeah, it's, I mean, mm. isn't isn't that where the EU is based? In Brussels? Uh, I don't know, I'm, I I'm, don't know. Th- I'm this, is, this is not something I pay a whole <laughs> lot of attention to. You, you know from our previous conversations, I have yeah. pretty much zero respect for the EU, but um, that just might be my burger and freedom land coming through. Fine, I, we're not part of the EU anymore. We can, we can. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you can, you can commiserate with us and make fun of it. Mm. Um, and now they're gonna have to fucking bail out Greece again. <laughs> yep. Yes. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to go down that particular political rabbit hole because 
here on I, I think <laughs> this is a weak source political argument by the way like... I I know I know and I could do much better but I'm doing my best to keep politics uh, out of the podcast Ugh. we maybe Please, maybe we'll yeah, do please. like you know uh, an after hours segment or something like that mm -hmm. where we can we can actually talk politics and I'll age restrict it but okay. I'd like to keep Let the... me have to stop drinking alcohol during this one <laughs> <laughs> I mean no I'm not like <laughs> I'm not stopping I mean I'm I am I've still got, got my D &D uh... in a bit guys. you can't be drinking <laughs> just have uh... a beer calm down um, but yeah, we, where, where was I even talking about? Oh, it's talking about Belgium. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's certain things that have qualities. Belgium, I think of like, you know, like you were saying, chocolates and certain kinds of foods and confectionery stuff. Yeah, I mean, Germany, France is known for all those. Yeah, things. oh god. By the way, the, I, I flew Air France one time for my, um, for work. And I was I was literally just passing through France to go to Japan. I passed through France to go to Japan. For some reason, it was almost the same distance if I went west or east. And the cheaper flight was to fly from Boston to France and then from France over Russia to Tokyo. <laughs> like it was right. for some reason that was that was the cheaper way to go. And so my company they default you know the cheaper way within yeah. reason. And some of the best food that I think I've eaten on an airplane was on Air France because they just, oh, it's like luxury food. They had like foie gras mm. and stuff. I'm like, I, I don't even pastries. know what the fuck foie gras was. It's foie gras is like uh, fish eggs, isn't it? No, 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 no. You're thinking of um, caviar. Okay. Foie gras is where they take a duck and fatten it up like significantly, like give right. it, overfeed it. And uh, then foie gras is the like minced liver of the duck. Okay, I'm pretty sure I've had it before. It's just not something you have. Yeah, it's very it's often. it's very delicious. Peter hates it because oh, they like think. The I mean, you're you're fattening up a duck, and you know it's it's considered animal cruelty or whatever. It doesn't matter. It tastes fucking delicious. <laughs> <Let's see>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called the correct Kaiser. <laughs> It doesn't fucking matter, it's delicious. I love animals, and animals love me, but I also love eating animals. This is true. I am very much a carnivore, but much it does Much as many animals would love to eat you. It, it, exactly. I, that's, I think, why animals like me. Like, we have, is, we have a kindred spirit relationship going on. Get some good, good steaks out of that boy. I, I pissed, um... <laughs> I pissed a friend of mine off one time, uh, back in, this was, we, I think this was like, uh, on a, one of, one of the summer breaks from college, I went with her and a few of my friends from my hometown to a petting zoo, and, um, oh, yeah, I yeah there, it was like a town fair or something like that, it was a big, yeah. big thing near my hometown, and they had a petting zoo, they have like a couple, you know, circus rides and things, and a few events, they can take you up in a blimp, I don't, all this small town fair kind of thing yeah anyway so yeah. we went to the petting zoo and a little bit too loudly i was like look at all the food which means exactly the pitch you were going for <laughs> exactly yeah no i wasn't trying to keep quiet i wasn't embarrassed no. i'd eat half the animals they had they had chickens and goats and sheep i i eat mutton i eat goat um yeah. you know cows <laughs> i've even I've, I've eaten horse before 
It's that not something I similar. actively seek out, but I've eaten it. I did something similar with Alicia the uh, the other day. So, oh yeah, it kind of becomes something that I say now. Is I'm always threatening to eat that dog. <laughs> 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 uh, th th those uh, are two types of meat that I haven't eaten. That I think. No, I've never eaten dog. I no, and I, I so I'll, I'll hmm, I would. Yeah. I, I wouldn't actively seek it out, but if if I was, say, in a culture that did eat dog and cat, I hmm. think I would... Or if you're in the culture, if you're born into the culture... Well, no, no, no not, not born in the culture, like... I mean visiting it. Like, visiting a, yeah. a location where that, that was that was something that was, was eaten. When in Rome, do as the Romans. Exactly. I think I would do it, and I would eat it, but it's not something I'd... I, I would try to avoid it, and I wouldn't necessarily ever go back and try it again no but if, unless it was like really good <laughs> i guess if it was if it was really good maybe i would um i get a doggy back to take away with me that's oh, too Jesus bad God, that, that's that's I awful that. um but Sorry. but like the, i think the only kind of meat that i probably that, that i would never eat the one line i think i would never cross like in terms of eating another creature it would be uh, human, obviously. Well, yes, I would hope so, guys. But Jesus, I, I don't know. I'm oh, just. I, I feel, we're, we're on this subject. the subject. Hey, They're I just. Cannibals. I just. I just admitted. So, I just <laughs> admitted that I would probably eat like dog and cat under the right circumstances. Yeah, right? which is normal. But I, I felt like I needed to qualify that because there's there's like animal activist psychos out there who would think that that would mean I would eat anything. In right. fact, yeah, I, you don't give a shit about their opinion, do you? I no, I don't. That's why I said it out loud. Okay. God. Okay. Um, so we we made a joke um, before we started the podcast today about the third segment essentially being the therapy segment where we just talk through the things that pissed us off, and yeah. <laughs> like we we it's it's a wild card, and it has been. We've talked about having you know a third person on every now and again or something like that. Today yep. today's theme is. Let's just get some shit off our chest. And... Well, actually, I've got a topic that will lighten the mood, perhaps. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, did you just... Uh, go on. What did you just call me? I didn't... What? I didn't refer to you. I said, well, I've got a topic that might lighten the mood. Oh, okay. No, it, did you it, think I said? Well, it sounded like you said, I, I have a topic that will lighten the mood, and then my first name. And I was like... I don't think you've ever called oh. me by name before. You just <laughs> I have plenty of times. Yeah, but it always sounds Not weird. Often. It's just like yeah, I would never call you by your first name. It just I, no, it I feels don't. more natural calling you Blue. Yeah, my my uh, D and D party called me by my first name. It's strange. Um, <laughs> uh, so the the the, the what we're gonna bring up is that it's finally happened. All right, the momentous occasion. I oh my god, you've had sex. To Alicia. Oh wait, so you oh you lost a game of Monopoly. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's I talked over happened. you I talked over you there. <laughs> so uh but it's you've... like twenty fifth game or something, I don't know. How have you played twenty five games of Monopoly? Dude, every single day that I've been over there since before the lockdown, we've played a game of Monopoly, right? Oh my god. Honestly, I play Monopoly maybe once or twice a year, and that's enough. 
I can't imagine <laughs> playing it that much. Right? This is real, like, relationship-breaking shit. <laughs> um, and oh, God. It's, uh, yeah, no, um, like, so one of the rules that we play, which I know you don't play, yeah. is that if you land on the go square, you get double the amount of money. Yeah, you get 400 bucks instead of 200, yeah. Yeah. Unless Wait. you landed on go. Yeah. Six times. Like, it was basically more more than half the time she went around the board, she landed on go. So she was stacked to the nines. So this is basically how I get through life, is just pure luck. Exactly, but <laughs> she did play well as well, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, sorry, yeah, I know um, she'll probably be listening. I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not necessarily making fun of you. No, no, no. But I am. <laughs> That's right. Attack him this time, sweetie. Attack him. <laughs> All right. Um, go on. Go on. Go on. Yeah, and uh, I pull one one rule I have when I'm playing any game. As long as it's not with a child, I do not pull my punches. Right. Yeah. Someone's gonna beat me at a game. They've beaten me fair and square. I've tried my damnedest to win, mm -hmm. and hence the twenty-five games. <laughs> and now she's done it. And, oh my god. I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I was a little bit salty. A little bit. Because it is, I am a, a very competitive person well, when it comes yeah. to games. I'm, I'm um, the same way. I, 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 yeah. But but when when we finished, she stood up and she just started like getting the Wii ready because we were about to play the Wii. And I was like, oh, so every time that I've won, I've got up and given her a hug. <laughs> but no, she's like, nope. This shit's been done now. I've won the game. <laughs> um, but no, we did hug. We did hug out after. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But it's it's like she she essentially treated it like the hiker who's just got to the top of Mount Everest and he doesn't yeah, shout or anything. Like, he just stands yeah. there, takes a deep breath, and goes. With a smug okay. fucking grin. <laughs> <laughs> done. Yeah. Um, I, and, I, oh my god. And yes, I it's did. Also the Equate Sorry. winning a game of Monopoly to climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> winning against me, well. Um, oh my god. No, the, uh, she also snapped her figurine halfway through that one. Like the, the character she always plays is Alice. And so we've played like 24 games. Oh, this games is, this is like one of those always... themed Monopolies, right? It, yeah, it's Disney themed. Gotcha. Um, so we've played 24 games with her playing this Alice character. She snaps the Alice character. I give her Lady in the Tramp, and then she goes on to win. So... <laughs> well, apparently all the bad luck was contained in Alice. Right? I've been playing Dumbo all this time, and, and I've just been bam, bam, bam. Of course. <laughs> it's a fucking elephant that can fly with his ears. Like, yeah. of course Dumbo's Although, gonna I, fucking win. There was one game where I was being really cocky, where I was like, alright, I'm not playing with Dumbo today, because Dumbo's retired on his vast wealth he has from you. He's going to sit on a coaster and overlook the board while I'll play as a different character. Oh my god. Dumbo's That's got a how fucking much a like good boyfriend I am. Dumbo's got a fucking Riviera villa and he's just he looking does. out on the fucking Mediterranean. He came out of retirement, Rocky style, and then he got destroyed. You know, Ugh. There there is something that I need it? to uh I need to ask about. Because I think I think this this could be something, you know. To, we can use to transition off of 
Okay, yes. <laughs> off of your monopoly. No, no. D again, this is the therapy segment. We're just talking is, about what happened is. in our lives. Um, I completely lost track of my own point. Oh, in standard monopoly, what piece do you usually pick? Uh, I feel like this says something about a person. I like pick the coolest looking thing. So it will either be. The battleship, maybe the cannon, or the top hat. You son of a bitch! You, I mean, you copied me in my first choice. My my first mm. choice is usually either the car or the battleship. Those are the two mm. that I I switch between. Most Actually, of the if time, if there's no one younger than me, I'll generally go with the dog. The dog most of the time, <laughs> I go with the car, but yeah. the battleship is a close uh, close second. Yeah. Uh, no one takes the shoe. No one. No. My mom always All takes the. the my, my mother always used to take the thimble. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. She liked the thimble. I mean, she's she grew up on a farm and she loves sewing, like art and arts and crafts right. and stuff. So the thimble yeah. was like right up her alley. She loved that thing. Hmm. When you said thimble, I was thinking of like a shot glass. So it looks like one, but it isn't. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm trying to remember what my my dad took. I I want to say he took. Probably something sporty related. Yeah, I think he. The thing is, I think he may have wanted to take the car a lot of the time, but because I was a kid, he let me take it. Right. Um. You know, it. it I know they're probably gonna listen to this, but you know, Dad, what 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 the hell did you take uh, in Monopoly? Because I'm I'm scratching my head right now. Very important question. This is this is important. <laughs> it, like it it speaks to his character as a human being. Yeah, I mean, this is... I mean, they, they wrote it on my birth certificate that I was always going to take the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> that is my astrological sign. That's how I live my life, Kaiser. God, maybe he did take the shoe or the cannon. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is this is important to me. I feel, I feel, I feel <laughs> this like... This is important to you. You don't believe in, like, psychic shit or stars or anything. <laughs> but your monopoly piece, that's grounded in real logic. <laughs> This, this is important. It's gonna tell me who people are. <laughs> like, I am gonna the discern. The secrets of the close. I am going to start a brand new field of astrology where I determine someone's entire <laughs> life based on their monopoly piece choice. Oh my god! Yeah, I was actually thinking the other day. I can't remember if it was. Oh, it, it was some something that people could pick, and I think it was like. Steam icons or something. Yeah. And Steam icons actually say quite a lot about a person. I need to update mine because <laughs> mine mine uh, doesn't say quite the yeah, same things that you've really said about old. me. I um, yeah, I've had that same Steam icon since twenty fourteen. Yep. Yeah, fuck off. Steam icon <laughs> since twenty fourteen. Yeah. It's been six years since I've changed it. Yeah, no, I, I get one every every sophomore. My my old uh, college friend. It's like, hey, I've drawn something for you. I'm like, hell yeah! <laughs> Time for an update, baby. I'm sorry, did you say uh, college or university? College. I never went to uni. Okay, that, that's... Didn't a, think I'm it sorry. Was worth it we, we, I, I want to say yeah, we've we talked about, about this in the podcast. Yeah. College. yeah. Um, it's so weird. Um, the, oh, I mean, honestly, 
Scott's icon, of course, perfectly represents him as a man of mystery. It's just a question mark, isn't it? It's it's a it's a very fancy question mark. A brilliant designer made for him one day. Oh, I see. And it, what what is that designer's website? Yeah, it, it just if you oh, know I, it. I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like plugging. <laughs> I I have honestly thought about um, putting. I, I think I may. Well, I've started crediting you in the videos that where I actually use your artwork. Yeah, um, I remember you asking the other day. Yeah, just yeah. saying in the comment section is like more than enough. Um, yeah. Well, the thing is, a lot of the stuff I make for you guys doesn't get put up on my website because it's... It's what's well, normally special order. Yeah, uh, and, like, the, the designs that is recently from, like, um, the Valorant-style guns, right? Hmm. I'm not sure I want to put up, like, weapons on my as a, Yeah, as a, um, especially <laughs> not, like, weapons that are gun related people are really sensitive about that now so <laughs> it, it, as a from a business perspective that probably makes a whole lot of sense yeah it's i don't know i i feel like it's kind of one of my better um oh i really like them like you my, sent me those pictures thing. yeah i because I, I i've i've grown up playing games and it's something that i'm quite passionate about uh, which sounds really sad and aware um, but, but the thing, but it's thing I really enjoy, so I like making art for it, but I can't really use it in my professional but, respect. So this this is actually a good topic um, to, or a good a good point of discussion since this is the therapy segment. Um, yeah, I I think that that's a stereotype that I I think needs to go away. Is this idea that just because video games have a stigma of being a waste of time but that's the same stigma that movies had in you know the 60s and 70s they they had hmm. the stigma as being just a, a waste of time escapism essentially same thing with games but if you're passionate about it and you can actually draw something out of it then i don't think it really should be thought of that way like if for instance like video gaming like a lot of what i know about storytelling has come from playing really good narrative like single player video games and a lot of um my ability to kind of organize and think strategically has also come from video games yeah uh so i i think that it's it's a stigma that shouldn't be there like if you have that passion and you get something good out of it fucking roll with it yeah i think variety in the games that you play is definitely uh better because right if you just played let's say cod or fifa <laughs> yeah i don't think fifa gives you many skills like okay it gives you possibly the ability to uh i was gonna say think on your feet what i mean is if something <laughs> suddenly happens you can quickly decide of what the plan to do next uh, but if you're playing a game like even a first-person shooter, your, your reflexes and reactions are a lot heightened. And you also have to work cohesively as a team if you want to get good in a lot of them. Um, there's lots of puzzle games out there which make you think outside of the box or just help you to focus on an issue and work your way around it in a logical manner. Um, 
I don't know. There's a lot of good that can come from games. Less so the whole, like, GTA style. Yeah, it depends on. So I think this comes down to. Since, since we're now like digging into human psychology here, <laughs> I, I think a lot of this comes down to the fact that, like a lot of things in life, it it's what you choose to get out of it. Like, if you're truly engaged with something, like, you can get a lot out of cleaning up a house. If yeah. you choose to, like, engage your mind and really like focus on it like maybe that's a bad example but well i mean it's it's like the whole kung fu kid thing where you're just you know as an exaggerated example but you're just you know wiping down a car but actually you're training to be a ninja at the same time to be fair realize that, it. it's the karate kid not the kung fu like kid the, <laughs> the kung oh, fu kid is like the long. bootleg version is it? I don't know, <laughs> I, but like I I, I want to believe that out there somewhere there's a movie called The Kung Fu Kid that's just a bootleg version of The Karate Kid. <laughs> it's Karate Kid mixed with Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> oh my god. I love that. Oh. Sorry. Yes, that's the, how, I, how I do things. In gaming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah over and over again. I feel like you do get a lot out of it. And with with how ubiquitous video games are now, I feel like more and more people are going to be ex describing their life in terms of some kind of uh, video game context. Yeah. I've caught myself doing it before. And it, when, yeah. when I was growing up, I, I started, like, my first video games I got when I was three or four years old and I, I got an original we talked about this one of the earlier podcasts I got an original uh, Nintendo Entertainment System the NES and it was Mario mm. and Duck Hunt um, which at that point were seven years out of date because that system and stuff came out in the eight, 85 I want to say and this was like 92 right um, but Basically, for all of the life that I have that I can remember, like, meaning not when I was a baby, <laughs> I I remember video games being a part of my life. And so I, I hmm. do think in those metaphors. Hmm. Like going, oh, this this story that I saw in this game or this, this life event makes me think of... I'm trying to think of a specific example that I can use. Um, well... Creativity from games. I'm sure it has changed greatly what you've been thinking as a DM, a dungeon, a Dungeons and Dragons, basically. Yeah, it, that that's a topic, so by the way, that I've written. Scope. Sorry, that's a topic I've written down multiple times. Is for us to talk about D and D, but we're I think we're probably going to be saving. That's a that that is going to be. I'm going to say it right now. That is going to be a topic in podcast nine. In the next one. We're going to talk yeah. about in the beginning. We're going to talk that's about. It's going to be a long topic. <laughs> well. Some of oh, our most... shit, I just remembered the topic I was going to bring up earlier and I completely forgot. Go on. Alright, no. I'm rambling. <sighs> I'm rambling and um, I'm just basically... I don't know, I'm feeling... You've got me, like, pensive thinking about life now and 
<laughs> you know, passions that you have in life. And I could literally just sit here and rhapsodize, just staring at the ceiling, talking about this. That's what the is. <laughs> no, for the most part, it has been pretty focused. We've just sort of, at, at the end, literally at the end, minutes from the end of the podcast, we've decided to get really philosophical. Well, philosophically, games. But, no, no, we're talking about games and how they impact your life and the way that you perceive yeah. the world. That, that, in my opinion, is fairly philosophical. Okay. Anyway, you said you had one thing that you wanted to talk about. Um, I was actually going to bring up in the media segment. It's a it's an upcoming film based on a um, a very old sci-fi book mm. called Dune. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, have I heard of it? I've read it. Well, I've well, both a, I have both a physical copy, a Kindle copy, and an audiobook. So a lot of uh, modern media was based off of it, I imagine. Like. Just think about the, the the giant sandworms. You see them in every fucking oh yeah. They were, that has fuck, they were in Star so Wars. Yeah, fucking Sarlacc. Right? Yeah. Yep. It was the Sarlacc. I don't know. Anyway. It was the Sarlacc, and then there was also uh, the the space worm that popped out of an asteroid in one of the movies and ate the Millennium Falcon. Yes, um, but yes, Dune. It's had several movies made about it previously that all just did shit. It looks. The advert for the one that's coming out soon yeah. looks insanely cool. I have seen oh. the trailer, and I really want to see it. I that really want to see it. To watch together. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, it, it's yeah, I'm really looking forward to to seeing that. Because um, mm. I I read the books like so few people that I I've know not read the book. kind of before me. <laughs> a few people I know from college loved that series. Um, big into that kind of sci-fi stuff and mm. have been bugging me to read it for a long time I got the book, I started reading through it I never finished it, finally when I had those long commutes into work I um, I got the audiobook and I listened to the whole thing through and I'm really glad I did I loved the story, it was really good mm. I know there Maybe are sequels and stuff after that um, I haven't listened to and or read them how long was the book? Uh, an audiobook format? Uh, I don't know if yeah. you want to fill just the blank space for a little bit. I can pull it up on my phone. It's, yeah, I don't, it looked really cool. It looked like a kind of Mad Max, the dusty, deserty, post-apocalypse kind of style. And then it has several different factions, kind of Game of Thrones style, from what I saw. Um, and I know nothing about it, but I've heard, I've heard about it from multiple sources. Generally, fairly older people mm. um, who reference it in other games or movies that they've seen. Found it, by the way. Uh, cool. Yeah, and I mean, just looking at some of the images, particularly of the, the in the trailer of the fucking sandworm. I know we keep bringing up sandworm, and sandworms but... don't sound very cool on the face of it. This thing looked really cool, like Pacific Rim level, fucking massive monsters. Really nice detail looked believably real <laughs> going yeah going back to the the book itself going back to a, an earlier thing we talked about i think like i just really hope that when this comes out they're true to the the story because the story was mm. it, dune i think has maintained its popularity especially in the sci-fi kind of 
community around this sort of thing um, because it's kind of a timeless story. You can read it in 2020 in the same way you can read it in the 1990s you can read it in, you know, whenever it originally came out it kind of still maintains that sort of timelessness uh, I did check by the way the audiobook is 21 hours long okay that's not too long no no it wasn't that bad took me a few few weeks to finish on my commute um, anyway I think we should wrap it up here we're actually yep. at 38 minutes now I can put a giant sandworm in the thumbnail. <laughs> You're right. Oh god, it was your plan all along to. I'm probably gonna forget now. <laughs> to slip your sandworm into the thumbnail. Oh, Kaiser. <laughs> You're the one that made that into a euphemism. Fuck off. All right. <laughs> all right. I, I, we're gonna close it out here. This has been podcast number eight of the TMCJ podcast. Um, thank you all for listening the whole way through, and we hope that you'll come back for yep. episode number nine. Have a good week.